Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S, your liberty-loving Latino amigo. We're right here 17 blocks away from Madison Square Garden right here in New York City. Now, check this out. We're going to talk about Newsweek saying that Silicon Valley tech giants are investing billions in the blood of young people to stay young. Plus, the Woka Cola saga continues and Biden is signing an executive order on your guns. Plus some border stuff and Ilhan Omar is blasting Biden. But first, check this out. The D.C. medical examiner confirms the cause of death in four of the people that died in the January 6th Capitol riot. Now, notice how I didn't say the people killed at the riot because they weren't all killed except for one. The rest of them happened to have died. And I think there's a big difference in somebody dying and somebody being killed. True or false? Well, check this out. The chief medical examiner in Washington, D.C. confirmed Wednesday the causes and manners of death for for four people who died during the January 6th Capitol riot. Two of the four deaths were ruled natural causes. One was ruled an accident, and the fourth was a homicide, which we knew about. She was shot dead by the police. Now, we all know what happened on January 6th. They called it an insurrection. It wasn't an insurrection. It was a riot. But Dr. Francisco Diaz, he's the chief medical examiner, he says that the cause and manner of death for Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick remains pending. Two men have been charged with spraying Officer Sicknick with a chemical spray for bears, a bear repellent, bear spray, but no charges have been brought for causing his death. That's the law, right? This is the legal charges against these guys that sprayed this guy with, and I'm not defending those guys, they're scumbags for spraying the cops. Got it. Now, per Dr. Francisco Diaz, these are his official determinations as the chief medical examiner, Ashley Babbitt, 35 years old, Air Force veteran, died from a gunshot wound to her left shoulder. RIP to all of them. Roseanne Boylan, 34 years old, died of an acute amphetamine intoxication. Turns out she had a drug problem and took too many drugs. And she was actually looking to become a sobriety counselor. Got high at this riot and dropped dead of an, OD, of an OD. They thought that she was getting trampled to death. That was actually people running to her aid because she'd collapsed in an OD. Kevin Greeson, 55 years old, died of hypertensive atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease. Benjamin Phillips, 50 years old, died of hypertensive atherosclerosis cardiovascular disease. Babbitt, a U.S. Air Force veteran from Southern California, was shot and killed by the Capitol Police when she climbed through a broken window on a door leading into the Speaker's lobby 
as reported by the New York Times. Meanwhile, video reviewed by the New York Times showed Boyland amongst a throng of protesters attempting to fight through a police line. The Kennesaw, Georgia resident appeared in the video to be crushed by fellow rioters, but the medical examiner's ruling contradicts that theory. Greeson of Athens, Alabama, was talking on the phone with his wife in a crowd of Trump loyalists on the Capitol West Side when he suffered an apparent heart attack and fell onto the sidewalk, the Times reported. His wife confirmed that Greeson suffered from high blood pressure. Meanwhile, the details surrounding Phillips' death were scarce immediately following the riot, although fellow Trump supporters who've traveled throughout the city with him told the Times that he died of a stroke before the entourage left to return home to Pennsylvania. Yet, all you hear is the media, left and right, it's a, it's a chorus, a cacophony, if you will, of people saying, killed in the January 6th insurrection, killed by, killed by, we're killing the people in the, Trump supporters were killing, they're trying to blame everything on me, everything on you, and anybody that supported Donald Trump. They're trying to blame El Trumpito, Donaldus Magnus, the 45th president of these United States, El Presidente, Donald J. Trump, for these guys dropping dead and having heart attacks. I have to say to everybody listening, we must be responsible for our own actions. My individual responsibility lies with me. Too much of the problem that we have today that we like to trivialize and say, oh, that's because they're part of that participation trophy generation. No, that's just a symptom. The real problem is they can't accept, oh, wow, I didn't do well in this, so now I'm out. That's a part of life. And you work harder to overcome so it doesn't happen again. You work around things. That's grit. That's what you do. Stick to itiveness. Keep going. These guys decided to go to a riot. 50-something-year-old men. What do you think happens to all these 50-something-year-old men that want to start a civil war and go to a riot? Yeah, I know. Somebody right now is like, oh, you know what, Rich? I used to like you. I've heard you fill in for uh, Levin a few times. I liked you. But now you're just talking out of you know the wrong side of your mouth. Listen, that's how I feel. I get way too many people calling me in their 50s. At what point do we, at what point do we? Listen, calm down and relax because that's what's going to happen. You're going to have a heart attack or a stroke. Chill. Wars are fought by young men. And that's the bottom line. We aren't the military. We are patriots. We are Americans. Should there be a need for a revolution? Trust me, we're all going to know. Should we start trying to start a revolution? Hell no. At least not a a military revolution, not trying to overthrow our government. But they're trying to overthrow our government, Rich. Listen, they're not overthrowing the government. They've, They've done what they've done to win, by hook or by crook. And it's not forever. We've seen Republicans win before, and we're going to see Republicans win again. I played it just, if you didn't hear it in the last episode, maybe the episode right before that, make sure you download those and listen to those. Trump himself, last week, sitting down with Lara Trump, sitting down with Heather Childress. Every interview he's doing, he's saying, yes, there's hope for 2024. Be hopeful. He's considering a run. Why would Trump consider a run if he thinks he's going to lose? Come on. Wake up and smell the coffee. This is about winning, not about complaining. We're not going to make excuses for losing. We're going to make excuses of why we're going to win, for why we're going to win. Now, anyway, I don't want to get into that too much. It's just... That's some of the stuff that irks me. We have to do more. We all have to do more, starting with me. I say it all the time, but it's something we've got to do. Now, speaking of uh, people dying of cardiovascular and this and that and the other thing, this is an interesting I wanted to share with you. Really interesting. Newsweek magazine. Can blood from young people slow aging? 
Silicon Valley has bet billions that it will. Now, the Spanish firm Griffles helped to set off a kerfuffle last year when it, along with other firms, nearly doubled the going price for blood donations for a COVID-19 treatment trial. Brigham Young University in Idaho had to threaten some enterprising students with suspension to keep them from intentionally trying to contract the COVID-19 illness virus, and the trial failed. However, now that the Barcelona firm is hoping to extract something far more valuable from the plasma of young volunteers, well, that's a set of microscopic molecules that could reverse the process of aging itself. Now, this is a hot-button topic for a lot of people. Some people say, I don't want anybody else's blood in me, but transfusions are, it's a known therapy for a lot of things, including that Regeneron, where they clean up the blood and they put convalescent plasma into a sick person and you get better. Giuliani had it. Trump had it. Um, a friend of mine uh, not too long ago got it. People are using the blood of healthy people and they're getting better. So this firm is saying, and I'm not making a defense of this. I'm just saying I know there's a lot of conspiracy theory out there about people using the blood of young people to stay young. And that's what, exactly what this trial is saying. And it's supported by the same science that people that are sick using healthy people's blood to get better. And in this case, young people. So to me, it opens the question, should we be doing this or not? You know, there are religions like the Jehovah's Witnesses that say we don't believe in blood transfusions and they won't accept, they'll die before they take one. Then you have these scientists like this company Griffles, which uh, closed on a $146 million deal to buy another company, Alkahest, a company founded by Stanford University neuroscientist Tony Wiscore, who along with Saul Villeda, revealed in uh, scientific papers published in 2011 and 2014 that the blood from young mice had seemingly miraculous restorative effects on the brains of elderly mice. The discovery adds to a hot area of inquiry called geroscience. This focuses on identifying beneficial elements of blood that dissipate as we age and others that accumulate and cause damage. So think of it like getting an oil change on your car. You get a blood change on you. And all of a sudden, boom, you're back. I don't know. Uh, it's an interesting idea. I'm not saying I'm signing up for this. But in the last six years, Alkahest has identified more than 8,000 proteins, proteins in the blood that show potential promise as therapies. Its efforts uh, from companies like Gerfols and others that have resulted in at least six phase two trials completed or that are underway to treat a wide range of age-related illnesses, including Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Now, this is a really long article, so I want to encourage you to read it. I will share it on social media, at Rich Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez. But chime in when I share the article. Let me get your, your comments on it. I want to know your thoughts. What do you think with respect to this? Because I think um, I think it's promising. We should check it out. But um, I know there's people out there that think that people are stealing small children to take their blood, and they may be doing it. And what they're doing with it, I don't know. Uh, are they doing it to sell this blood on the black market for people to stay young, the fountain of youth? Who knows? But I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Keep it locked right there. I am Rich Valdez. And straight ahead, Ilhan Omar is blasting Joe El Baboso Biden. Plus, Biden says he might be taking away what they call ghost guns. Don't move a muscle. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. Para Inglés, o primo número dos. Para Rich Valdez. Y esto es America. All right. Ahora. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> I'm back. I am Rich Valdez. I was uh, jumping the gun there a little bit. I'm my buddy Chris Libertini, our announcer voice, 
And yes, uh, for number one, you press number one if you want Rich Valdez. And if you want Rich Valdez, press number two. Check it out. I am talking about, in this segment, we're talking about Ilhan Omar, uh, what's going on at the border, plus a little bit of what's happening with the Woca-Cola saga as that continues. Now, check this out. Coca-Cola CEO James Quincy, he's outdone perhaps all of his peers in wokeness in corporate America by delivering the unctuous, high-profile denunciation of Georgia's new voting integrity law. It wasn't enough to simply attack Georgia for its attempt to restore a modicum of election integrity, but Quincy overtly lent Koch's support to Democrats for an additional legislative power grab. Now, that's... uh, from revolvernews.com. Check that out. It's a really good piece. And a little bit more from it. There's a quote here from Quincy himself. Here's his statement. We want to be crystal clear and state unambiguously that we are disappointed in the outcome of the Georgia voting legislation. Throughout Georgia's legislative session, we provided feedback to members of both legislative chambers and political parties opposing the measures in the bill's because they would diminish or deter access to voting. Additionally, our focus on supporting federal legislation that protects voting access and addresses voter suppression across the country, we all have a duty to protect everyone's right to vote, and we will continue to stand up for what is right in Georgia and across the U.S., and that is signed sincerely, James Quincy, chairman and CEO of the Coca-Cola Company. Now, I want to be first to tell you, I, uh, I, I am guilty of enjoying the occasional Diet Coke, as is President Trump. We all know that. But I have dumped that and anything else that I know to be a Coca-Cola product. Yesterday, I went to a store. I was like, yeah, I'll get a bottle of water. They gave me a Dasani water. I know that Dasani happens to be a Coca-Cola product, so it's there roasting away in my car as the sun beams into it. I just refuse. I don't want to be uh, unprofessional or uncouth or anything like that, but... Um, If we don't take action and vote with our wallets and do what's right for our culture and for our country, we're going to be screwed forever. And speaking of businesses doing the wrong thing, there's a business that's doing the right thing. And we're going to hear from the president of that company uh, because I love to support American small businesses and uh, this one invention that is actually saving lives. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment. So don't go anywhere. But what I want to talk about now is what's going on here in America, because there's, there's issues. I mean, Jen Psaki is all but falling apart on what is going on at the border. She's asked by a Hispanic reporter, and I say that just because I think they, because of their wokeness, if a white person like Steve Ducey asks, she's like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. She's ready for the fight. But when a woman who is, uh, I guess we call her brown, right? A woman of color, a wak. When a woman of color asks her the same question Ducey asked her the day before, Jen Psaki's like, uh, 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 um, uh, um, um, check this out. Border wall to plug in holes uh, in gaps of areas where the construction construction stopped after the president took office. Well, um, wall construction remains paused. Um, there is a review uh, in underway um, taking a look at um, the um, funds that had been allocated. Um, 
when the administration took office, as, as you know, but funds had been diverted from military construction projects and other purposes toward building the wall. Uh, that was not something we, of course, uh, supported. There are some components of the wall that had already been allocated, the funding uh, to continue building by Congress. So we're working uh, within what is allowable. Uh, but our focus is not, we don't believe the wall is an answer. We have never believed the wall is an answer to addressing the challenges, immigration challenges uh, at the border. That's why we're proposing an investment in smart investments in smart security at the border, why we're driving 20, what we see as 21st century solutions for border management, and why we believe we should build a functioning immigration system. There's a review underway of kind of where this funding had been allocated and not, but it's currently paused and for the most part. The president had said he wouldn't build one more foot of the wall, but you're saying some monies could still be used to fill in the gaps on construction? No, I'm saying that some had been allocated already. Previously, we're working within what our limitations are by law, but we believe, we, do, we have never believed that putting building more of a, uh, of a wall, the president doesn't believe, is a way to address uh, our immigration challenges at the border. Okay. So how's that for a bunch of stuttering, or should I say stuttering from Jen, circle back, Pasaki, of course, silent P, of course. Now, Jen uh, Pacircle back Pasaki is falling apart while she's answering this question because the lady's there telling her, hey, look, uh, Biden said he's not going to build another inch of wall here. And you guys are building. No, but those are being built already. But he stopped them. Oh, but we've got to go back. And she's literally saying anything we can stop that we're going to stop, we can stop. And if, unless we're breaking the law and then we're going to have to build it. But it seems like the construction continues. And that's why they're upset, because all these reporters know that there is wall building going on. And the reason there's wall building going on is because Biden has made a mess. Kamala Harris, whoever it is, Mr. Mayorkas, who seems to one day he's like, no, everything's fine. This isn't a crisis. Then the next day he's like, this is really going to hurt a lot of people. And I, I, I just uh, I tweeted that out maybe two days ago. It was in the Epic Times, a quote from uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security. And that's at Rich Valdez on Parler, at Rich Valdez on Twitter, at Rich Valdez with an S on social media. Now, what I find interesting about all of this is that Jen, circle back, Pasaki, uh, stutterer, she's there to deliver a very forceful and um, succinct response to these reporters. And it seems she's failed. I think she fails quite often, but this was just a disaster. It was a mess. And that's why Ilhan Omar's blasting... Um, Joe El Baboso Biden. Now, Ilhan Omar, you guys know her from when she said. Care was founded after 9-11 because they recognized that some people did something and that all of us were starting to lose access to our civil liberties. Some people did something. Some people did something. Now, yes, again, I am not mocking her per se. What I am doing is an impression of uh, Representative Ilhan Omar from Minnesota. Now, the Washington Times reported on Monday that the uh, Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, told department employees that he may restart the border wall construction to plug what he called gaps, quote unquote, in the current barrier. As per the report, in a conversation with the Immigration Customs Enforcement employees last week, Mayorkas was asked about his plans for the wall. And he says that leaves room to make decisions on finishing some gaps in the wall. Joe Biden now wants to restart building Trump's border wall to plug those gaps amid the migrant surge. Smugglers have been seen dropping two girls, three and five years old, from a 14-foot border wall in, in New Mexico in the desert. This is very disturbing. Now, Mayorkas reportedly said that Customs and Border Protection... 
the largest federal law enforcement agency in the United States, uh, that's part of DHS, and the country's primary border control organization overseeing the wall has submitted a plan for what it says it wants to see moving forward, and that includes rebuilding the wall. It's not a single answer to a single question. There are many different projects that the border chief, uh, the border patrol chief has presented and the acting commissioner of CBP requested to me, said Mayorkas. Continuing, the president has communicated quite clearly his decision that the emergency that triggered the, the devotion of the DOD funds for the construction of the border wall has ended. But that leaves room to make decisions as the administration, as part of of the larger administration, in particular in the areas of the wall that need renovation, particular projects that need to be finished. Also, it sounds like, no, we're not building the wall. We're just, you know, we're just painting it. We're just painting the wall. Listen, painting the wall isn't going to stop the surge that's going on down there. But Congresswoman Ilhan Omar hit him back saying, you know what? It's shameful and unacceptable for the president of the United States to continue the construction of Trump's xenophobic and racist wall. Oh boy, they're in trouble. Now, arguing for the border wall, and this is a big Trump thing you guys know, New York Times columnist Brett Stevens, uh, he's the uh, occasional conservative at the New York Times, recently wrote that while walls cannot address the root cause of our immigration crisis, which stem from a combination of social collapse in the South and then blah, 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 it can still be a central part of an overall immigration fix. Yeah, you know, that's akin to saying somebody's punching me in the face. Now, me punching them back is not an an immediate answer because he's punching me in the face because he has societal problems. You know, I mean, he's got some socioeconomic problems. That's why he wants to rob me. Okay, so while you're fixing his socioeconomic problem, guess what? I'm going to punch him and then I'm going to give him an elbow. Right? Just, you know, for good measure. Because... That will immediately solve the problem. So you, you put up a wall and that will immediately solve the problem. And we saw it with President Trump. And this is why I call Brett Stevens the occasional conservative. Maybe I should call him the occasional intellectual. And I'm not trying to take a swipe at him. I'm taking a swipe at his comment because it was really, um, to me, just not smart. But again, Ilhan Omar, it's shameful and unacceptable for the president of the United States to continue the construction of Trump's xenophobic wall. Now, she feels that's shameful. She feels that's xenophobic, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's shameful and unacceptable that Joe Biden is going to, in my opinion, abuse his power. Maybe we should impeach Joe Biden today for this um, idea that he's going to use executive authority, executive action, executive orders to stop people from having guns. Now, listen, I'm going to be very frank here. I don't know anything about ghost guns. All I do know is that you can go to certain websites and buy the bottom part of the gun, go to another website, buy the top part of the gun, go to another part, buy one of those stabilizer stocks, and boom, you've got yourself an AR-15. None of it has serial numbers, and that's what that guy used And when he shot up the, um, the kosher supermarket in, uh, what state was that again? Colorado. And his name was Ahmad Al-Aliwi Alisa. So now we know that's what he's trying to stop. And that's what this guy used. Now, I'm not coming out against guns. Uh, I'm all for gun rights. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site. 
out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Hey, Nissan, how do you get to the top? Calculating. Proceed to 1959. Take a hard left in East Africa at the 71 Safari Rally. Veer right for 19 off-road championships in the Baja Desert. Proceed towards Moab. Take the trail to Hell's Revenge. Include steep incline. Continue for the next million miles. Um, where to first again? 60 years, millions of miles, and the capability to take you anywhere. This is the new Nissan. I just, I didn't know how popular this, what they call a ghost gun, was. I had no idea. So Biden now, Wednesday, says he is uh, preparing to announce new restrictions on guns in response to recent mass shootings. Biden said at a White House event, I'll be talking with you a little bit more about that the day after tomorrow, meaning Friday. One executive order is expected to require background checks for ghost guns that can be manufactured at home, according to Politico. Recent reports said that the White House was studying a possible order to require that local cops be notified if someone fails an FBI background check to buy a gun from a registered dealer. White House Press Secretary Jen Pasirkel-Back-Pastaki stuttered, stuttered, silent P, of course, and was coy about the details during her daily press briefing Wednesday, saying, quote, I can convey that I expect the president will have more to say tomorrow. Man, she's good. Asked to confirm one order if it would impact ghost guns, Pasaki said, and it's always Pasaki selling P. I'm just not going to preview more of that from here. I expect we'll have more tomorrow. As of late Wednesday afternoon, the White House had not distributed dial-in information for the background press call. Now, the suspected Atlanta shooter, Robert Long, reportedly bought a semi-automatic pistol from a dealer after passing a background check on the day of the killings. Suspected uh, Boulder grocery store gunman Ahmad Al-Aliwi Alisa, also 21 years old, bought a Ruger AR-556 pistol after passing a background check six days before the attack. Biden called for the gun legislation last month in response to those shootings, but significant reforms are unlikely to pass in the evenly divided Senate, where 60 votes are generally needed to pass these kinds of bills. 35 Senate Democrats introduced legislation last month to ban assault weapons, including popular semi-automatic guns like the uh, AR-15-styled rifle, but it's not likely to pass. I don't even know what that means, AR-15-styled rifle. I guess rifles that are not AR-15s that look like AR-15s. Bipartisan legislation previously failed to expand mandatory background checks to cover private gun transfers among non-gun dealers. Now, look, my gut tells me anytime the government's getting involved in intervening and who and how you can get a gun, you should probably say no and push back. That's just my gut. But I think it's also important to note that we don't want to have these situations, um, you know, if there's a, a sane way where we can have a um, a real intervention, if you know somebody's a whack job, then maybe we could try to prevent something. However, if you've got somebody that hates your guts, let's just say, you know, Mr. Producer, Mr. Jizzle, anybody, somebody that's on my bad side that day or that segment, and I say, you know what, I think they're a whack job. Now, all of a sudden, they can't go buy a gun because Rich Valdez said they're a whack job? Or vice versa. And then we're going to see a lot of that. And I think we have seen some of that. So, I mean, these are difficult things. There's an Instagram account I follow, the NYPD. And they had a, 
the other day this uh, one-minute video of two cops accompanying a woman to her house to collect her belongings because she had a fight with her husband and she was there with her children and she wanted to pick up her things but was afraid of the guy because he had guns and the police had taken them away but they'd given them back because the cooling off period or whatever it was. So, you know, they're asking her and they're like, all right, look, let's make this quick and uh, you're saying there's firearms in the house, ma'am. And she says, I don't use the gun. I know he has a gun. He keeps it in a box upstairs in the bedroom. And he's like, and do you, do you know if it's there right now? Do you know uh, the location of this firearm? And she's like, I don't know where it is, but I'll go upstairs and I'll, I'll get my stuff and we'll get out of here. He's like, yeah, I advise you to make it quick. And as they're having this conversation off of the police body cam, the guy gets there, the husband, the estranged husband who's a maniac. And he just starts, pat, 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 pat. He starts shooting at the cops. And the cops are like, pat, pat, pat. And they have good aim because they have to qualify every month for uh, shooting. And he doesn't. So he gets shot, he's on the floor, she's like taking cover with her small child, and it was just a scene. And you can watch this on my Instagram, at Rich Valdez, at Rich Valdez with an S. Bottom line here is, I don't want anybody to not have a gun. People tell me, oh, you know what, I, I think it's unfair that, you know, uh, we, we, um, we, we should all have to show voting ID. And to play the devil's advocate, I always say... I think it's unfair that I should have to present ID to exercise any of my Bill of Rights rights. So if I want to have free speech, I don't need to show you my ID. If I want to have freedom of uh, worship, if I want to go to uh, a synagogue, a mosque, a, a Christian church, wherever I want to go, I don't need ID for that. And I shouldn't need all this ID for a gun. right? I don't need an ID to go buy a knife. I don't need ID to go buy a hamburger. Now, you, go, oh, you can't kill anybody with a hamburger. I can kill myself, but that's a different story. Bottom line here, you can become this radical libertarian that thinks we shouldn't have law and you know border walk the border of anarchy. I, I do believe in, in some common sense stuff and I believe in compromise. This is government. But I just don't know where where the uh, the line is before it gets blurred. I don't think we should disarm a population of people. I also don't think we should encourage a black market. So I don't believe in overregulation. And the problem is it all comes down to virtue. It all comes down to what you believe as a human. Are you going to do the right thing or the wrong thing? So bottom line, that is a human choice. And it goes back to individual responsibility that we spoke about earlier. Now, speaking of individual responsibility, that's what so many small business owners, entrepreneurs, the backbone of America, the American economy, that's what they do. And one such company and one such product I think has made an impact in America and they're really growing and I wanted to highlight them because I had spoken with them on the radio and I thought, you know what, let me bring them on the podcast because I think they have a great product and I believe in patriotic American companies that do the right thing. Don't move a muscle. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. He's making podcasting great again. This is America with Rich Valdez. All right, welcome back, America. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all the social media. And from time to time, you guys have heard me talk about the time I spent being a caregiver to my dad. He'd fallen down and he'd received a traumatic brain injury, TBI. That affected his ability to swallow and do a lot of things that had to do with his motor function. And uh, as he got older, he became more frail. And there were a couple of times where he actually choked while he was eating. And, uh, you know, I freaked out. For the most part, I was under control, but... When you can't dislodge it, even using the Heimlich maneuver, you really, really do freak out. And a couple of weeks ago, 
I had some folks from LifeVac, amazing product. They sent me some in the mail. I looked at it. It's amazing construction. It's a very simple idea, but the way it works uh, really just was something that really took me back because I thought, you know, had I had one of those at that time, I would have been able to uh, maybe do what I had to do with my dad a little bit easier and with less trauma on both of us. Thankfully, my dad uh, made it out of both of those choking situations that I endured with him. But I wanted to bring in the president of LifeVac to tell us a little bit about it. I know we were scheduled to speak with uh, Arthur Lee, and we'd spoken uh, with the uh, head of marketing, and I just wanted to speak with the president, Mike Plunkett, because I think this is an important product, and it's one that I think too few people know about, and since last month we had them on the radio for National Choking Hazard Month, uh, please welcome Michael Plunkett. Hey, Rich. Uh, thank you so thank you so much for having us on, and, uh, and, that, uh, and that intro that everyone seems to have a story. Uh, just like yours, it's kind of amazing. It's one of these things. I would I wouldn't call it a, a secret, but we get into a, a group of four or five people, and and everyone has these uh, these stories like you were just telling, and it's kind of amazing how 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 everyone has a friend or a family member that's had it, uh, and yet the progress that you think about over the last two hundred three hundred years has been pr- pretty pretty slow. Uh, thank God for the Heimlich maneuver because it has saved many, but I also uh, I heard a story uh, that you had told about um, being creative with a shop vac and, a, oh, yeah. and something else to try and get. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, one of those two incidents. I didn't want to prolong it, but yeah, I had to in one instance do that because it wasn't a hard uh, like uh, item that was dislodged, but he still couldn't breathe. It was really thick, but, copious, you, you, uh, like phlegm from uh, pneumonia he well, was recovering from. And, and which is one of the um, which is one of the things that a lot of people kind of ask us about and. Uh, we, we actually, at the very beginning, we read a story just like that. So Art, uh, you, you heard a little about this last time. He, go, he goes into his garage when he has his own uh, experience and, and, and sees something sad happening. So he goes and does this. And he comes to me and he goes, I have this idea. And he, he shows this life back, not like the one that you have, but one that was held together with duct tape. and hmm. uh, The and prototype. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, so... Nobody thought of this already. There's, there's pulmonologists, doctors, lung people, everyone, EMT, and you're the first one to think of this. He goes, I've looked it up. No, one, no one's thought of this. And uh, I said, it sounds like it would make sense to me. So now think about it. So now here, uh, I'm from the finance industry and Art was from logistics, trying to figure out uh, how we're going to do this. And you, you can't really get too many people to volunteer to choke. <laughs> right. Hey, we think this is going to work. Could you please stuff this down your throat? So, uh, the testing process was really complicated is not the right word, but very, very long because to try and replicate that becomes kind of difficult. And it was working very well in mannequins. And we actually did some cadaver lab studies. And then we, um, and then when we finally got those first couple of saves, it was, uh, it was half, it was half a miracle. It was kind of amazing. And then uh, here we are now, we just had our last save on this past Easter Sunday, a seven year old girl. Wow. And, uh, with uh, with um, a little bit of an autism issue, and she was having trouble, and uh, we got the we got the note that she was saved on Easter Sunday. So we thought that was a little bit of a, a little bit of a God wink there. Well, amen to that. Uh, nothing better than a God wink, especially when you're dealing with little yeah. kids that are choking. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. M- Michael Plunkett, the uh, president of LifeVac, what is to be expected of um, LifeVac moving forward? Is it to continue to perfect the product or add new products, expand the, the sales? I mean, obviously, right now, you can, um, you've can you gone from this duct tape model, which you've perfected, and now it goes to doorsteps to people all across America. What's uh, the next step of the process or the uh, journey? 
You know, you know, Rich. It's actually uh, I, I was I was in the finance markets my entire life prior to this, and I and I had uh, I had stopped working and wasn't sure what I was going to do. And when Art approached me, so talk about having a, a, a second round in your life. And so there's a handful of us. There really is that are uh, employees, but we have distribution partners uh, in the UK, in South America, in Taiwan now, um, in Brazil, in Canada, and. To, to, to think that a handful of us got together and, and, and thank God for the internet and, and technology today because we, we are selling it. We are selling it everywhere. We crossed 250,000 units not too long ago. Excellent. And if I took it back th- three or four years ago, it was 200. So it's kind of exploded for us. And, uh, and, and Art, Art will tell you that it was uh, coming uh, from a higher place because this, and, and, to, and I st- it still amazes me. It doesn't get old when I hear that story on Easter Sunday because it just it it almost it seemed impossible just a few years ago. So we're expanding globally, um, and we appreciate uh, your help with that. We're trying to really get it into the restaurant industry and thinking why isn't it next to the uh, to the Heimlich poster and why isn't it next to uh, the fire extinguisher and the defibrillators because um, that's kind of where it should be at this point. And uh, and we're making. We're, we're making some good progress. We're talking to a couple of fast food restaurants now, and I think uh, I think we're, we're going to we're going to get in there. Well, Art's been speaking to um, a couple of uh, world organizations that are uh, resuscitation council and places like that, and and those conversations are going very well. And you know, a few years ago, we were trying we have been trying to do this the entire time, uh, but there's nothing like credibility when you end up uh, when you end up getting some some real life saves. So that's that's helped us along. Excellent. Well, I mean, you guys are doing a terrific job and our audience reaches uh, across the 50 states and we, we have a, a little bit of an international crowd. So let everybody know where they can get uh, their life back. Sure. Uh, you can just go right, uh, right online to lifevac.net, L-I-F-E-V-A-C.net. Uh, and there's different, uh, there's different packages and things like that. We, we may try and uh, expand to other safety products, but I, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like in Apple, everyone's kind of saying, "Well, the iPhone was really good, but what are they going to do after that?" And actually, they've kind of done pretty pretty well after that. So <laughs> I'm going to try and let us uh, try try and push this out for a little bit, get uh, get everyone going. But uh, I will say, Art and uh, and a couple of other of us, we we do have other ideas, um, but we're we're also we're looking for young people to kind of come in and take the reins at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Art, Art, Art wants the wants the group of us to uh, just get on uh, Harley Davidsons and drive across America. So maybe that'll be like. I'm not too far behind them there. <laughs> well, Michael, so maybe we'll do, we'll do we'll do a group we'll do a group trip together. We'll, I like we'll it. You on that one. I'll look forward to to riding with you and Art, and maybe we'll bring Heidi along too, and we'll have a, a, a bike ride across America. Everybody, that's uh, Michael Plunkett. He's the president of LifeVac, and again, that's LifeVac.net. Check it out. It's a great product that I think uh, is worth having. Uh, it's better than not having it. I'm basing this on my own experience of not having it during two or three, four. Actually, I've been through four choking scenarios. And uh, it's one of the worst and things. And you're four, for, you're four for four, so you're you're pretty good at it. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, it was an uh, infant. Uh, my my young daughter, she was younger than a year, and I uh, had learned, and I hadn't even learned it. I had observed it casually on a tour. I, I was the marketing guy at a school, and I was showing somebody what the school looked like, and they happened to be teaching the infant CPR that day. 
And uh, it happened to my kid as soon as I walked through the door that night. It was just crazy. And uh, I did the back blows as I saw them do it. And it was just so fresh in my head. And thank God it worked. Uh, But it was scary. See, people like like you, environmental awareness, like you look, some some people may be dozing off and not paying attention, but you see it and you kind of lock in, not not realize you need it within 24 hours, but... Okay, that's that's a good skill set to have. I want that one. Yeah, well, I didn't know that's I was good. doing it, but but I did it and it worked. <laughs> and it, it just really is a, a, a an interesting thing to be in because you don't like to feel helpless. And in the one situation with my dad, I did the Heimlich. It worked great. The second time, uh, it wasn't as easy and had to get creative, like you said. And I looked, I saw a shop vac and uh, a turkey baster without the bulb on it. And I said, oh my gosh, I'm going for it. You know, my daughter looked at me like I was nuts. And, you know, my See, dad- you were, you were ahead of your time. You, you should have invented life vac. Oh, man. That, maybe I wouldn't be on the radio if I did that. <laughs> and I love that. Well- well, we appreciate all your help, and I consider myself a, a fellow patriot as well. So, oh, Thank you, brother. Um, well, we appreciate what you're doing. I mean, this okay. is why I like to, uh, and I'll put this out here, nobody's paying me to have life back on here. I'm doing it because I do believe in small businesses. I believe this is a product that can help a lot of people, and uh, as affordable as it is, uh, I think it's, uh, it's a no-brainer that people should have one of these. It's worth the shot, is my point. Yeah, I, I really appreciate it. Well, everybody, that's Michael Plunkett, president of LifeVac. Uh, my best to you, Mike, and to um, Heidi and to Art and everybody at LifeVac. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. You got it. And speaking of small businesses, something that I think is just ridiculous is something that President Biden said yesterday. So now, President Biden, he thinks that because he presided over an insanely high tax rate, corporate tax rate, that that was somehow okay And then Trump brought it down to 21% from Biden's 35% under Obama and Biden. And that bringing it back up to 28% is a good thing. He somehow makes it sound like that's compromise, as if um, these things need to be paid for. And I think to myself, who um, pays for a coupon? Who pays for a discount? You know, I mean, the idea that you have to pay for a tax cut is one of the craziest things ever. But I want you to listen to President Biden it's a shame to say that. Talk about how he's raising Trump's tax rate and somehow that's a good thing. Check this out. We're going to raise the corporate tax rate. It was 35% for the longest time, which was too high. Barack and I thought it was too high during our administration. <laughs> we all agreed five years ago that it should come down somewhat. But the previous administration reduced it all the way down to 21%. What I'm proposing is that we meet in the middle, 28%. would still have lower corporate rates than any time between World War II and 2017. And we'll generate over a trillion dollars in taxes over 15 years. New independent study put out last week found that at least 55 of our largest corporations lose the very, use the various loopholes to pay zero federal tax income tax in 2020. It's just not fair. <laughs> it's not fair to the rest of the American taxpayers. We're going we're to try to put an end to this. Not, not fleece them. 28%. If you're a mom and dad, a cop, firefighter, police officer, etc., you're paying close to that in your income tax. Okay, so I got to laugh at this because this is why I call him Joe El Baboso Biden. How could you tell somebody, listen, I'm going to do you a favor. This thing only costs a dollar. I'm going to charge you three dollars. 
But why would you change? No, because listen, it's only fair. Everybody got paid their fair share. I'm Joe Biden. I got hairy legs. This is the problem. Joe Biden thinks that and we're not trying to fleece you. What are you trying to do then if you're not trying to fleece me? When good old Donaldus Magnus El Trumpito, Donald J. Trump, the 45th president of these United States, Donald J. Trump, El Presidente. Imagine that. He brought the tax rate down to 21%. Is it the president's job to raise taxes and bring in all this tax revenue? How about just cutting programs? Yes, cut them. Christie did it in, in, in uh, Trenton. People, oh, what are you going to do, cut after school programs? Sure, hell yeah, he cut them. You cut lots of, and guess what? We survived. Everybody survived. Sometimes that's what happens. When you're making this much money and then all of a sudden something happens and you don't make that much money, you make a little less, you have to adjust. It's called tightening your belt, making the adjustments that are necessary. This is what has to be done. That's what goes on. But no, not if you're Joe Biden. No, listen, you could pay 7% more in taxes. A trillion dollars, trillion dollars. Listen, that is BS. And and you, you know it is when you've got uh, people like Willie Geist and other people, Ari Melber, folks that are saying, um, cut 17, that Joe Biden is the new Bernie. About a year later, Biden's governing from the core and base of the Democratic Party, the progressive base, pushing the liberal plans I just mentioned, spending that outstrips Anything from the early days of the Obama-Biden administration, pushing higher taxes on the wealthy and on corporations, and Joe Biden taking sides with labor more than he did in past decades or than past Democratic presidents. He's pushing the new multi-trillion dollar plan with major planks for jobs, racial justice, and addressing climate change. Now, whether it's correlation or causation, Biden at times can sound a bit like the new Bernie. So Biden's the new Bernie. Well, I say this. I'd rather be the new patriot. I'd rather be the new person that supports America, the new person that supports lower taxes, more individual responsibility and less intervention from the government, because that's what we need in America. That's what's going to help people to succeed. That's what helped Jeff Bezos become a millionaire. That's what helps everybody that I've ever met probably one or two people that are billionaires. That's what helped them do that. It wasn't the government giving them a leg up. It was opportunity. This is what we have to do. We have to focus on what works for Americans so they can succeed. And not to be too cliche, but don't choke is something that I think all of us have to do. And I don't mean it in the literal sense. I mean it in a very figurative sense. Don't choke when it's time to push back on on being a patriot and saying, you know what? I do love America. I do love small businesses. I'm going to help people out. I'm going to do more in society. We're going to do that. And that's why I wanted to highlight this product and this business, because I think it's important. It's important that we support businesses that are supporting our fellow Americans. This is why I say it's so important to stand for something, because if you stand for nothing, you will fall for anything. That's from Hamilton. And then I always give you a little bit of Sir Edmund Burke. The only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to sit there and do nothing. So don't do nothing. Do something. Don't choke. Take action. That's the moral of the story. Until the next time, America. Hasta la próxima. I am Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America.
Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade.